Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, good evening. You are um, with the Beatles podcast. We are your crew for this evening. We're going to wait and um, make sure we take care of business while some of you join us. I have it on comments and hope we get to say hi and check in with all you all with our regulars. And if you're new, if you're a first timer to the Bleed Lows podcast live, please say so. Please let us know. We'd love to give you a little shout out and welcome you personally. So I'm going to do the little ad read and then we'll get to everybody. Hi, Roy. I see you. Okay. Roy was first. All right. <laughs> Let's get to Bill's pain. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all of your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. Boom. Now we can have some fun. Alonso, Cody, Jason, it's good to be with you tonight. Hi, Roger, baby face. How's everyone doing? Alicia, everybody. Doing all right. How are you, Alicia? I'm peachy. I'm still uh, in Yosemite, so I apologize. I had to do the Princess Leia look tonight because dogs walked or hair blow dried. So I chose the dogs. Fair. <laughs> I Priority. try to look my best for you fellas, you know, and for <laughs> our uh, Bleed Los uh, family, our friends out there, Dennis Gonzalez. Oh, look at Dennis went straight to spring training. They're, they're biting. They're biting. They want to talk. Daniel, hi, Inland Empire. We see you. BBNK is checking in. Oh, look at my sister. Hi, Jules. Hi, sis. <laughs> Val Reyes, Bleed Los Familia. That's right, Val. This is family here. We're in the carne asada. We do have a lot to get to this evening, so keep the comments coming. Keep it respectful, but we do like to have fun and we don't take ourselves too seriously. Well, I don't. I guess I shouldn't speak for you guys. <laughs> There's nothing serious about this show, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's get to what I think is the most topical. Uh, every day is something about Dodgers, right, guys? But I feel like lately it's about the uniforms, you know? It's like the new uniforms has a lot of people upset. There are some people who do like it, but it sounds like even some of the players throughout Major League Baseball don't like the new Nike uniforms. So I'd like to start with Cody. Um, uh, what do you think? Am I wrong that it's causing a lot of uh, feelings? <laughs> These yeah. new, new uniforms. A hundred percent. Pretty much anyone that's been watching this show, you know, me and Roger, we've done a couple episodes on it um, a couple of lives ago. You know, it was a subject that we touched on as well. Um, at the time, you know, I still think the Dodgers is very close enough to where it could get by. But now that we're starting to see more and more teams come out, a lot more comparison pictures between last year's and then this year's. Um, I'm very surprised. I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but to see the amount of fan backlash, just because a lot of the changes are pretty jarring when you first look at them, especially 
when you look at him side to side, you can definitely see big differences in the, I would say the quality, you know, the colors in terms of like team colors. And then like the, um, me and Roger definitely dislike the off white that a lot of these teams are moving to. Um, and it kind of just looks like a cheaper Jersey that you would get off of like, you know, a, a thrift website or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's something that a lot of fans have been complaining about. And I think the big thing out of all this this past week is that now players are starting to complain about it as well. And I did think it was a little awkward that uh, they, the league, Nike and Fanatics, tried to save face with some PR stunt where I'm not going to say they paid the players that are sponsored by Nike to say some things nice about these jerseys. But, you know, the Dodgers posted a video of Jason Hayward too, and it looked very robotic. You know, they're going to try to sell these jerseys no matter what. Um, But if it's enough backlash where not many people are buying these jerseys, you know, if it hurts their wallets, they may have to make some changes down the line. But I brought up before, you know, the NFL made a bunch of changes. The NBA made a bunch of changes with their jerseys, and they didn't give any thought to what the fans thought. They pushed forward with those jerseys. So I imagine the MLB is going to do the same thing. Yeah, I'm thinking they're going to push forward. Uh, we do have some of our ma- our Bleed Los people kind of mad. We've got Denny Cortez says, white isn't white. The cu- the Cubbies blue isn't even the right shade. Dennis Gonzalez says he's not going to drop a h- couple of hundred dollars for these jerseys. But honestly, I mean, Alonso, Jason, I feel like they can do what they want, don't you? <laughs> like they're they're in the driver's seat. Do you think there's going to be enough pushback from people, from customers, meaning the fans, to not go through with these jerseys? I just feel like after everything, the cycle of news will just keep turning and then people will forget and just keep going to the stadium, paying for this stuff, no? Yes and no. I think what's going to ultimately move the needle is the player's reaction. Uh, like, Like, I've looked at these, per- I mean, Personally, I, I'm not a big Jersey guy. Like the jerseys I have behind me, they were given to me. So I like I don't go out and buy them. I'm not Cody. I don't wear jerseys all the time, showing <laughs> off the guns and all that stuff. But I think ultimately what's going to move the needle is for sure the players coming out and saying it. Like there was – I forgot who tweeted about it. I, I, I was trying to find it a little bit ago. I think it was someone – I want to say I think someone that plays for the Cardinals that was talking about their their nameplate and that you know another anonymous player said it looked cheap like things like that i think when players names start attaching themselves to that or, or players attach their names to that i should say i think that's what's going to move the needle but then again if if where it will move the needle for nike is if people just don't buy them if people don't buy them then that's ultimately the the easiest way to get that to kind of be you know fixed or what have you but We'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting because in, in a, you know, a lot of people ordered their Otani jerseys, right? They got them. And that's when people are like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's not comparable, right? And like all the jerseys I have um, are, are majestic. I haven't bought any of the Nike ones. I haven't really paid attention to the Nike ones either. But I mean, obviously for me, that's the, the standard, right? What you got with majestic is and was the standard. And so to see it kind of get cheapened, for lack of a better term, is is on brand if we're being completely honest. Yeah. Jason, you agree? Or are you going to buy a jersey, Jason? <laughs> Look, the only thing worse than these jerseys is that Sunday red logo that we just got a few days ago. I mean, really, I don't know which is worse, those two. Maybe they'll maybe Sunday red will make those jerseys for them. Look, I, I it, they're, they're, they look cheap. I think Roger had the photo up there a moment ago. They don't look great. Um, but I'm going to go with what the players are saying. It's really what matters, right? They're the ones that have been putting them on. They're the ones who are going to wear them every day. And if they're complaining uh, and if there's enough noise, I would not be surprised that before opening day there's a change. So I, I guarantee you there's probably meetings happening right now around the clock. This is a big deal. It's a little bit of a PR nightmare for Nike. And um, I don't think they're taking it lightly. So I actually don't think this is going to have a huge window. I think if more players complain here in the next several days, I think we will see them strip these jerseys right away and they'll have some new uniforms by opening day. Um, it just, it's a bad, bad look for one of the world's largest brands, you know, of anything period. And so, um, you know, I, I tongue in cheek, of course, talk about the Sunday red brand, but I think it's ironic. Nike loses tiger and then we get this, you know? And mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think Nike has some work to do here 
um, it's pretty disappointing. So, I looking at what I'm uh, what I'm seeing. No, I, I won't be investing in a in a jersey that looks like that. I don't buy a lot of jerseys, but I do have some. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it's more about what I want my team to look like when they're out there, right? What we want our teams to look like uh, when they're out there. Uh, we don't want to go backwards. I mean, these things should be looking amazing, you know. And so, yeah, I, I think there's going to be some changes here pretty soon. And and Nike doesn't miss a lot. No, Nike's missing. That's that's a bad look on them. So I think, and and I think about that because if you haven't watched the And One documentary on Netflix, go watch it. Like their whole thing is they have their eyes to the market, they have their eyes to media, all that stuff. So the fact that this backlash thing is happening, especially in in a, in a point in time where baseball, we've talked about it, right, is coming back, that's going to be a big thing because the consumer isn't going to want to spend their dollars on these on these jerseys. So it, it happened with the NBA. Like I remember when the NBA had, I think it was Adidas, and the players were like, "What the shit is this? This doesn't fit right." Blah blah. blah. They fixed whatever, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Like like the boatman said, they have a very small window to correct this, and I think they're going to correct it. I mean, have, has there any been any backlash about how they work, like performance wise, or just is it all looks? And please forgive me for not knowing this ahead of time, but has anyone said the quality is like restrictive or or making them hot because greed is a hell of a drug? Maybe it has something to do with Nike just truly being cheap, right? It starts at the top, corporate America. I don't want to get into politics, but I'm just saying, <laughs> let me keep it light. We got to shout out some people. Butch Diaz, welcome to Bleed Lows. He says he's a first timer. Welcome, Butch. Sandra Fernandez. Hey, girl. Simeon, thank you for joining us. Pablo XH34. Buenas noches. Uh, Doom Sal is with us. We love our loyal Bleed Lows family. Please keep it coming. Uh, I think I said Denny Cortez, but just in case I didn't, and I think somebody on here called me Darth Alicia. I'll take it. Sometimes being a Sith is more fun, no? What is it? Bad girls go everywhere. Um, since we're on the topic of uniforms, what about this Guggenheim patch? I, I thought that was a joke. When I saw the first post on social media, I thought, oh, that's a cool floss. But I thought someone made it kind of just saying expressing their feelings towards how powerful of a group Guggenheim is. Uh, For those of you, uh, just in case, Guggenheim is the ownership group of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they had a major flex this season, right? This off season. But it's true. Roger had to correct me, babyface, letting me know that, no, that's a real patch. I mean, what did you think, Cody? I I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's no secret that I'm a big Jersey guy on here. Um, so Alonzo kind of has been toying with me this past week, you know, just shooting shots at me on my Instagram DMs. So, um, yeah, it was inevitable. I mean, most teams, even the most iconic franchise in baseball, the Yankees, they even have an advertisement patch now. Um, the Dodgers, at least in my opinion, they just went with their ownership group, which it matches the same colors. It looks a little out of place, but at least, you know, it still kind of matches the color scheme of the team. And, you know, the ownership group can do whatever they want. I kind of figured that's what it was going to be because I feel like this is the most that the Guggenheim group have actually tried to mesh the Dodger brand and their brand together. And it all started when Otani signed because if you look at every time when he's doing his interview now, the backdrop doesn't just say Dodgers like it used to. It has the ownership group's name and the Dodgers name on there as well. So um, they can do whatever they want. I'm really interested to see... um, if they keep the LA patch on their arm, because these jerseys um, advertisement patches, they go on whatever like arm is facing the camera for the batter. So lefties usually, or righties will usually have it on their left arm and then lefties will have it on their um, right arm. So that way it's facing the camera. So um, that kind of could cause some issues with that patch. Cause I know, I think last year when they, the team did photo day, they were wearing jerseys without the LA patch. So a lot of people thought that they were going to introduce an advertisement at some point, but they never did. And then the very next day, those jerseys had the LA patch on them coincidentally. And I haven't seen the authentic whites in use yet. They've only been wearing the authentic spring training blues, which don't have the LA patch. So um, it'll be interesting if it does go away. I think that's just one part of the Dodgers jersey that's unique that isn't there anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I knew it was inevitable to happen pretty soon. Every team's going to have an advertising patch. It's going to be similar to how the NBA does it. 
Um, but I mean, what are you going to do if it's the ownership group and not some random thing? I, I, I'm semi okay with it. I love that. Not some random thing. When some of our Lilo's fam is saying better than a Timu patch, nice Denny, <laughs> yeah. or someone else called for an in and out or norms. They want an in and out patch or a norms patch. Mm, steak dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, or steak and eggs breakfast, I should say. Norms. Hey, maybe we could get norms. Everyone, we should just start yelling out norms and maybe they could sponsor <laughs> the Bleed Loves podcast. <laughs> um, I see it as a flex. I think that's just a precursor to what Guggenheim has in store. They're not done with just baseball, right? What do you think, Alonso? No, I mean, listen, the, to Cody's point, I actually saw, I kind of thought this was coming like a mile away. When I saw, we hadn't seen the Guggenheim thing in the step and repeat up until this season that I can recall. And obviously they had it there prominently, you know, for the signing of the biggest, the, the, the Japanese Babe Ruth, you know, the biggest guy in baseball. So I, I was kind of, in my mind, I was like, that'd be funny if they put that on the Jersey fast forward to a couple of days ago, they put it on the Jersey. So I'm not overly surprised, but I do think it, it's, it's a great PR move for Guggenheim because prior this wasn't a front facing ownership group. That's not kind of their style. They're very, Hey, let's do everything kind of behind the scenes, kind of like Friedman does. That's kind of their philosophy. You know, let the product on the field do what it needs to do. I I think, listen, after the offseason that they had, they can do whatever the hell they want. They want to put that on the helmets. Go ahead, man. Knock yourself out. Because at the end of the day, they they've earned it. They've gone and done the thing, and they've proven, you know, to the fan base, hey, we're we're here to do the thing, and that's what we're here to do. I mean, and, and for those of you that don't know, Guggenheim baseball management is basically they have a portfolio of like real estate development. They obviously do hedge funding. So there's, there's, yeah, it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big entity with that. That isn't just sports. Like this, obviously the sports side is the Dodgers, but, uh, but they, they, they have the means to go out and do these things just like go signing a show. Otani. And so, Hey, more power to him, man. Like I said, you want to put it on the helmet, go ahead and do it. You want to put it on a shirt? I'll even wear a Guggenheim shirt after this offseason just for the hell of it. Because, I mean, that should be celebrated given what they've gone out and done and, and put out for the fans, right? It should be celebrated. But, Jason, maybe I should explain. Okay, the fact that they did so well with the baseball, with Otani, with all the acquisitions, I mean, it's just crazy. The, the zoo, the circus, the anticipation for this upcoming season for the Dodgers. But I feel like the way they are branding themselves with the patch means that, I mean, are they going to get into other sports? Are they, they already do the real estate. And thank you, Alonso, for explaining just how large Guggenheim is, which I feel like most Dodger fans, we didn't know, know nor care what Guggenheim did in our daily lives. But now we do, right? Thanks to the Dodgers. Uh, are you, do you think this is just uh, something that is going to, you know, manifest later. I mean, are they going to buy other teams? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think we've entered new waters now with the signing of Yamamoto and 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 Shohei. Right. That's to, to say the bare minimum, obviously. So I think with that, if if you're this, it went beyond the Dodgers. These signings were so big that it went beyond the Dodgers. And I think Alonso, you said that at a moment ago, or if it was Cody, but how you know this is an ownership who's been behind the scenes doesn't seem to micromanage, right? And they, they, they're not front and centered up until now. And I think when, when this happened, I think they were one, probably a, a very involved in these negotiations in one way. And then when it, I think there was a plan already for, hey, if we do sign the biggest name out there and one of the biggest superstars on the planet, you know, we, we got to think about this a little bit differently. We want people to know what, who Guggenheim, Guggenheim is, an international company, right? It's a multi-billion dollar company. And so now with the eyes all over in Japan and Asia and all over the world, this is a, a wonderful opportunity for free advertisement. So what this is now, this is free ad. When you when you own the team, you can do whatever you want, like Alonzo said. So now they get to advertise for free. I don't think this is a long-term thing. I think this is a way for them to say, we're getting in on this. We're going to advertise Guggenheim for about a year. And now that other companies know that the Dodgers are open for business, because I think there was this notion of traditionally, we're one of the few teams who have refused to put naming rights on our stadium. Mm -hmm. Right? We've been Dodger Stadium. Yeah. They don't touch that. That may change someday now. Ugh. I want to put that out there, fans. That may change now. 
And so it's starting with the jerseys. We never thought I, I didn't I didn't think it would ha- I didn't think it would happen to the Lakers. And of course they did. Every NBA team has jumped on it. Um, and so I think it's new chartered uh, uncharted territory for the Dodgers and it's free advertisement. I think next year and about maybe I shouldn't say this because the Dodgers might get mad at me, but don't buy your jerseys right away because I think we're going to see a new patch in 2025. I think folks are going to jump at it. And this is Guggenheim's way of saying, hey. You know, so it's like those billboards where they say advertise here. That's what you're basically <laughs> seeing. The Dodgers are telling the world advertise here. And I guarantee you they will get the most money out of than any other team by far with with the with the stars they have now um, in twenty twenty five. And so I think I think that's what you're seeing right now. Um, and it's just the name of the game. Hey, could be worse. Could be the Charlotte Hornets uh, where Mr. Beast has his chocolate bar all over their jerseys. So and that is a fact, folks. <laughs> Cody's shaking his head. <laughs> Mr. Beast does sponsor the Charlotte Hornets. I was doing a G League game for the Hornets a few couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, is that the Mr. Beast chocolate bar? Whatever that's called. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I had to look it up and I said, yep, the Charlotte Hornets are our Mr. Beast is their, their, their sponsor. Anyway. I love Alicia, it. Alicia, Denny had, Denny had a good question if uh, if the Guggenheim owned um, LAFC. So there is there is a couple of, of, of partners in LAFC. Like Peter Goober is one part owner. LAFC has like a Lon huge Rosen. list, a, a huge list of owners. Like I'm on their page right now. Lon, uh, Lon, Lon Rosen and Magic Johnson. So a couple of the, of the people that are within the Guggenheim ownership group are involved with LAFC as well. Right, but... Yep. Pablo XH34 says, I don't mind the patch as long as the sponsor is not across the chest, like the LAFC jerseys. No comment. I'm a huge LAFC fan, so I'm biased. Well, <laughs> and, and, that's just, a, and that's soccer culture, right? Soccer just around yeah, the world. Different, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. But I do like what Jason said or mentioned about this is uh, semi-permanent and it's like, hey, advertise here. And I think someone else had brought that up as well. Um Kind of like it's dumb because it's basically advertising, hey, we have food at home, (laughs) which I thought was a great comparison. It's kind of like what Jason just said. So just uh, stay tuned. I guess we're going to find out how that goes. But it sounds like a lot of our Bleed Lost fam not happy with the patches, not happy with the changes. I kind of feel like in America, our culture as a whole, they don't we don't really like change that much anyway, do we? I just feel like what Cody mentioned, as long as the players don't like it, it's the only reason to change it. So we'll, we're going to keep you on top of all of that. Thank you. Well, can I add just one, one last thing? Alicia? I think for those of us that are old enough and have been going to Dodger Stadium forever, I mean, there was a time where stadiums, including Dodger Stadium, did not look like the yellow pages out there. Right where the wall was blue. Let's not forget that. Right, you watch old the eighties, the early nineties, and and now that's that's what we see. Right, and we thought we'd never see the day back then, thirty years ago or so. And and Dodger Stadium had to give in like everybody else. And but that's how you pay for Otani. And so with that, I think that's that's you know that's the next phase here. So it's not our thirty-four dollar micheladas paying for Otani. <laughs> I wait. What new breaking news? Um, hi Nina Maria Lozano. I love when the women are joining the carne asada. Keep it coming. Tell a friend. Um, yes, yeah, so Denny agrees, making their presence known. Roy Estrada, they're also part owners of Lakers. Maybe we're gonna get some Guggenheim jets or something. I mean, I don't know. This is a corporate world we live in. We just go to see our boys play, and I want to talk about them playing because we finally got to see Otani at bat. I know you guys have been talking about it, but it's my first time back with you while I'm here on a holiday. Uh, how exciting. How exciting. Seeing the reaction, um, seeing the job that the Dodgers are doing, marketing this epic unicorn, this star that is our Dodger player, Shohei Otani. Are we liking the advertising? Are we liking the marketing? Is it expected? Do you think they should do more or less? I'm going to start with you, Cody, because I know you're on this every day. What do you think? Yeah, um, Otani finally rocking the full uniform. Um, it's a great sight to see. It's something that we've been looking forward to on this channel. Pretty much if you're a Dodgers fan in general, you've been waiting for him to report to camp. Just not just to see him debut, but just to kind of see where he is health-wise, because there are still a lot of questions going on about that. But Mm -hmm. um, Roger and I, you know, we did an update episode a couple days ago kind of talking about Otani and how he 
did during his uh, batting practice session. And it was extremely good. You know, he had high exit velos. You know, he hit like 11 or 12 home runs in like 21 swings. Um, and pretty much everybody on the team, all the beat writers, you know, they were all tuning in to watch. And he said he felt fine. And, you know, each day he's taking more and more steps to actually be ready come opening day, I believe. Um, we'll get into it later as well. I think he is scheduled to take live ABs um, this weekend, which is probably, uh, it was like, I think Dave Roberts said it was like, and Otani himself said it was like the one of the last checkboxes that he needed but, uh, before getting into like actual game situations. And, you know, Roger and myself, you know, we are a little skeptical to see if Otani will get any spring game action this this spring training. Um, I'm going to go on to the side of he probably will not be in, in a game this year um, just so that they can have him ready. Cause you know, realistically they're, they're going to Korea in like four weeks and, mm. and, and they'll be playing regular season games. And then they have to come back to the U S play three exhibition games and then get ready for the home opener against the Cardinals. So that's a lot of traveling in a short period of time. Um, and for someone like Otani, who's still recovering from his injury um, or his surgery and the injury for his oblique, um, they they're going to take their time with him, but I definitely think he'll be ready opening day and all signs are pointing that he's going to have a really great season smack dab in the number two hole or the number three hole. Amen. I love it. I love it. Keep it coming. So nobody here is mad. Alonso, you're not upset with the advertising. I mean, isn't this expected? It's Shohei Otani. It's truly showtime. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, it like, like the boatman said, the Dodgers are open for business. Like you, I mean, listen, whether we like it or not, like, yeah, they have a bunch of money, but they still have a, a, a bottom line. Right. And you also got to pay the guy. I mean, that's so I don't have $700 million. So, I mean, and I don't, I, I mean, between the four of us, we probably have like 36 bucks. There's no way that we can pay, you know? So, so it, it's, it's just, it's a math problem. Right. And so, so it makes all the sense in the world, but I will say, listen, I, I watched the, the videos of him taking BP, I've 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 seen Shohei take BP once in person. I haven't heard a pop off a bat like that ever, and and I've been really lucky to to work in the game, be around some dudes that hit the ball. That dude has an audible pop to to the ball in a way that that we don't really see. BP looked great, like like Cody said, the the exit velos look good. But for me, the biggest thing is he's out there making solid contact with the ball after that surgery. The the crazy quasi UCL surgery that he had or whatever. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even think they have a name for it still. Um, and course, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, we'll call it the, the show, the show. Hey, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he, he looked great. You know, Yamamoto's look great in the bullpen as well. That's been good to see. Um, you know, all the, you know, everyone that's there, you know, obviously I, I know there was a couple guys that were away for a little bit and then they came back or Joe Kelly showed up a little late, but I mean, everyone is in camp. It looks like they're gelling the right way. You know, Shohei has the right personality for the clubhouse. You know, he he doesn't have that superstar kind of a uh, 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 mindset. Mookie Betts even talked about the postseason, much uh, you know, to to Alicia's accountability wanting with Mookie Betts, uh, where he just basically said, "I need to show up." So all things that are good going into this season after this tremendous off season, which again is one for the ages that we've talked about, and it's just time for Dodger baseball, right? So I think, and to Cody's point. I don't think we're going to see Shohei very much in the spring. I think we're going to see some live BP, things like that. I, I'm, my money is on like five, maybe six appearances in spring. And then he goes right into to opening day just to not risk any sort of injury. And then it's off to the races is kind of what I expect. I have, I have the video here if you guys haven't seen it. Let me, let me play it real quick. Yeah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> And he said he was at about 80 to 90%. So thanks, Dodgers, for that video. Thank you, Dodgers. That, that is property of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, <laughs> it is so exciting to see him out there. I know Dodger fans so excited. I know the rest of them will be so mad. Simmer down, everybody. Simmer down. Uh, Jason, what about this marketing for Otani? I feel like 
I personally expected it. It's the Dodgers, but I know a lot of people are like, ha ha, angels suck. This is just another example of how the angels did everything wrong. Uh, is this a chance to kind of poop on the angels or is it just let's celebrate how well the Dodgers do things? You know what I'm I saying? will always take a chance to poop on the angels. Oh, I mean, no. We can do that for the next half hour if you'd like, but that's a whole nother show. Um, oh no! <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you know, I, you know, I don't want to go on my soapbox about the angels. Okay. Look, I feel bad for them just a little bit. I mean, it's it's sad. It really is. You want to talk about a sad organization? That's them. I'll be honest. It really, really is. It really is. You know, I'll say this, and I'll and I'll drop that because this show isn't about that. But since you opened that can of worms, and we're talking about ownership and all that, it wasn't too long ago when rumors were were swirling that Steve Bomber might be interested in buying the Angels. Let me tell you. That's the best thing that could have not happened to the Dodgers. That man, he, he, I believe he's the wealthiest, if not he's top three or four wealthiest owners in the world in sports. Uh, I mean, he has a tremendous amount of money. And so I mean, he squashed that right away and said, no, I'm not going to do that. And that would have been the best thing, though, that could have happened to the Angels if a guy like that would have bought the team. So, you know, anyway, having said that, yeah, they have their own set of issues over there. You know, we got the guy now on the other side of the freeway here, and it, it is what it is. You know, it was to be expected. Um, the advertising is part of it. We love it. We're eating it alive. People are buying it. The kids are loving it. And and I think for the city of Los Angeles, and when you get back into, and talk about our history of diversity, uh, at, not just in L.A., but with the Dodgers and what we've done um, for decades and decades, going back to Jackie Robinson and now, and I'm not, you don't have to give you a history lesson. We all know that. So that's what even makes it even more exciting, right? And uh, and with Yamamoto as well. I, I You know, we focus a, obviously on Shohei a lot and all of that, but let me tell you, I am just as excited about that guy. He is going to be something else on that mound. It's going to be amazing. And, um, and I think that's what put the icing on the cake when we got those two guys um, it, it just made it even that much more special um, than just Otani by itself, which would have been amazing. So, yeah, they deserve all the flowers they're getting, all the excitement. It's going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. The honeymoon phase here in L.A. doesn't last very long, and uh, they'll be expected to produce and, and win. And, you know, one injury or uh, 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 one injury away from being hated, you know, one another surgery away from saying, look, that was a waste of money and, and, and all that stuff, right? And we're going to get it. I mean, in a long contract like that, folks are going to get hurt. It's going to happen. It's part of part of part of sports. Um, but uh, no, it's exciting. And look, what else can we say about what the guy's going to do? I mean, it wasn't surprising what he did out there. I mean, he's he can roll up and do four or five games, like Alonzo said, and he'll he'll still show up on opening day or whenever, and and he'll be killing it, you know. And so um, I'm just hoping that on the other side in 2025, we're able to see him just as spectacular on the mound. Right. right. And I think that's where uh, it makes me a little nervous. And I think that's where the investment will be criticized in about a year or so. And we'll really know if it was worth it, um, because, uh, you know, we're, we're paying for two <laughs> pitcher and hitter, not just hitter. People got to remember that. And so, uh, you know, that's when we'll really, really know how far this investment goes. But all the excitement, all the cameras, I mean, it's well deserved and, and, and we deserve it as fans, too. I mean, how many years did we just have to you know, hear about the Yankees and the Yankees and the Yankees right during the Joe Torre era and all these different eras? And um, I don't even want to say we're now the Yankees. We're the Dodgers, right? We're who, where we were supposed to be, where we've always been. And so I think that that's what's exciting here. Oh, yeah. We don't want to get back into villain talk. Let's let's just keep it positive, positive. Uh, we talk about the Angels again, though. That's a lot of fun. No. I like I, I like that Jason's like the entire time we've been doing this show, nothing has made his face light up until we got to shit on the Angels a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is not uh, it's not cool either that he's the one Latino owner in Major League Baseball. It's kind of like, dude, come on, like. I don't know, like a little bit of representation. Like, it's just embarrassing. Well, and you know what, though? And I'm not, not, not <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Here, here's the thing, though, too. And, and it's not I'm trying to defend the guy. But what we're seeing in all of sports is this is now, uh, you know, you got to be a multi-billionaire to own yeah. and compete in professional sports today, especially in baseball. You know, so when a guy who already more knows of is an incredibly rich guy, but he's one of the poorer owners. I mean, what does that say, right, about where we are in sports? Um, and and I'm not going to talk about all these teams, but you can look it up. There was an article or some kind of a graph I saw a few months ago that ranked all the owners in Southern California, sports in general, all sports in Southern California. And all I'm going to say is you're going to be surprised. Well, not just surprised at who's at the top, but you'll be surprised who's at the bottom of that list as well, right? And it tells you a lot about 
to compete, not just to be an owner, but to compete, you you really have to be super, super wealthy or bring in other investors um, into, into the group. And so it, it's tough. Yeah. And and I'll even go on Jason's point. I love shitting on the Angels, too. It's like one of my favorite pastimes. Um, but yeah, you know, Artie Moreno, he's not afraid to spend money. And that's something that I've like seen him. You know, he's it's just the Angels have just historically just been a horribly ran franchise from you could say ownership to player development right. to their front office. Dodgers, Dodger fans should be blessed for the camaraderie and the collaboration that these like ownership front office and the players all have. Cause that doesn't happen often because you know, you can sign a guy to a long-term deal. I mean, we had Albert Pujols for about half a season, loved them here. The angels, if you ask any angels fan, they would probably not sign that contract when they got him. Josh Hamilton's another name that they gave a lot of money to hell. Anthony Rendon's all over the news recently, and that's probably a deal that they wish they wouldn't have done as well. And this is money that could have went to Otani, and they ended up letting him walk. Very embarrassing for them, even though the writing was kind of on the wall that he was going to walk away from the franchise regardless. But to have him go to your crosstown rival or cross-freeway rival, it's bad for them. So I do feel a smidge bad, but, you know, it's just the way it is in baseball. I think I feel more bad for the fans. I don't feel bad for the rich owner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're just we're just spoiled. We say that all the time here in the Bleed Los Carne Asada. We are definitely spoiled and blessed, like uh, Cody just mentioned. Go ahead, Jason. Can I, yeah. Another thing, too, to kudos to the Dodgers about this. I think we spent a lot of time analyzing where how teams invest in their lineups. But I think where the Dodgers um, have won year after year over the last decade, ever since Guggenheim came in on board, is their investment in the minor league system, their investment in the coaches, their investment in the geeks that I call. I mean, this is a geeky world of sports now that we've been in for the last 10 or 15 years or so, right? These research positions. You have people with doctorates and PhDs working for professional teams now that are coming together, putting together all these algorithms and all these things. This costs a lot of money. So yes, the Angels spent a lot of money on a on a on a, on a poo holes and all that for, and that was just to sell some jerseys and get a TV rights name, and and they got that. But what they didn't get is they didn't put in the investment on the back end, and we're seeing that right. They can't build a team around people like Shohei, people like Trout, people like. Yeah. Like uh, like Pujols. Am I depressing you yet, Angel fans? I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. But but that, what that tells you is I'm going to spend money on the flashy car, right? Have all these expensive vehicles, but I'm going to live in this one-bedroom apartment. And that's basically what they did. And so a lot of teams are, are will fall into that mistake where they don't invest on the back end and all those incredible people uh, in the Dodger organization who work really, really hard to send Dave Roberts that lineup. But anyway. I know. It's also cultural. <laughs> Right. I mean, it starts at the top and I feel like the Dodgers, the culture and the clubhouse, the culture of winning has been established. And I feel like the Angels are just always trying. So to speak (laughs) to what Cody mentioned, Artie does spend money. It's just poorly poor decisions. That's what I was getting at. So enough with them. This is the Dodgers Bleed Lows podcast. And I do have a correction here from our Bleed Lows fam. Let's see. Chris Frostaker says the walls were covered with advertisements back in the 40s and 50s on stadiums across the country. And it had me thinking, what were those advertisements, guys? Were they like doctor approved cigarettes? Like (laughs) that when they had cocaine in your Coca-Cola? Like that was a long time ago. Like back east, like when they had uh, Cody will probably correct me. W.B. Masons. Yeah, like all that stuff back. Oh in the yeah, day. that's all over over there. Yeah, it's this yeah. Is Pink Park. Can I can I give a, a a recommendation or a suggestion for the early leader in the clubhouse for the Danny Duffy Award for tonight? Oh yeah. Uh, Dennis Gonzalez uh, said a comment a minute ago that uh, meanwhile Blue Jays fans are still flight tracking. Uh, that, in my opinion, <laughs> is the the Danny Duffy Award leader in the clubhouse at the moment. Good on you, Dennis. Oh, Blue Jays. Good one, Dennis. Um, yeah, keep these comments coming. We'll try to get to them as much as possible. Um, Denny says, my parents are Angels fans and I feel bad for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel bad for the fans. Uh, Boatman, don't even put that negativity in the universe. Dang. They're, oh, they're yeah. watching every word. Everybody, we got to stay on our toes here. It's what I do best. 
<laughs> Sandra Fernandez says, baby face, you're so quiet. Oh, he's he's the like the Oz behind the curtain. He's making sure everything is working with the with the podcast, right, baby face? Babyface, you sure you don't want to jump in and say something terrible about the Angels? Now's your chance. <laughs> He's saving it for the Padres. Yeah, my, I mean, my, yeah, my choice is the Padres. So, <laughs> all right, okay, okay. So, we are excited. We've all established that we expected this to go down. The Dodgers are doing a wonderful job with hyping up Otani. I mean, the hype isn't necessary. We all are very excited. Great job, Bravo Dodgers. Angels couldn't do it at this level. And this is why the Dodgers are the Dodgers and the Angels are the Angels. Uh, everything is trending. Otani is set for opening day. We'd love to hear that. Um, I'm going to take it take it down a notch because I know some fans are probably going to go off. But Rob Manfred, who is um, stepping down, is he just announced that he's going to be stepping down in 2029. Rob Manfred, I was raised, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So uh, how do you guys feel about Manfred? Since I have you here, you think he did a good job elevating Major League Baseball? Do you think he's done a bad job? And what do you think Rob Manfred will be remembered for the most during his tenure of running Major League Baseball? Cody, start with you. That's a lot to start off with. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I want, to keep, <laughs> I want to keep the vibes a little bit positive. Um, I do think Manfred gets a lot more hate than he should be getting. Um, I think the biggest thing, and this is you know, to just appease the audience, what he's going to be remembered for would be his biggest failure, and that's just the whole Astros debacle. I mean, I don't think there's any way of getting around that. In terms of baseball history, that's just going to follow him. His name will forever be linked to it. I don't think he handled the entire situation right, you know, because, you know, you had the players pretty much confessing that they did it, but they granted them, you know, letting them do that as long as they came forward, still get to keep the World Series trophy. I didn't think anything dramatic like that was going to happen, but, you know, you can still view that World Series. You know, I still am, I'll give it to them. I still think that, you know, they did earn that series, even though it was a little bit of cheating on their end. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll definitely be remembered for that. But I think there's some good things in his entire tenure, and he still has a couple more years left to like kind of right the ship. Um, I think the best thing that he actually do has done, and I think the best thing baseball's done probably in years, is the implementation of the pitch clock. Um, I was a little skeptical um, of it because you know, as you mentioned earlier, change in America and change in baseball. If you're a fan is super hard to go by. And for someone that's played baseball my entire life and watched baseball, adding a, a clock to a sport that's never had a clock was a huge change. And for someone like me who lives on the East Coast, you know, these Dodger games don't start until like 9-10, 10-10, my time. To be able to condense it from a four-hour game, three-and-a-half-hour game in the regular season to like two hours it is a huge W in my book because the MLB season is, is extremely long, 162 games. You know, the, the amount of game, I usually try to watch at least every game just to stay up to date with everything for everything we do here. Um, but it, it, it used to be really hard, especially when these games would run really late at night on the East coast. I think the expansion of postseason teams is one thing that I think it's too early to judge. Obviously us Dodger fans, We've kind of had a lot of opinions based off it just because since they implemented it two years in a row, the Dodgers were first around exits. But the other year that they did it in 2020, the Dodgers ended up winning the World Series. So uh, I think down the line in the next like couple years, I think it'll start to correct itself where there's not, there's not going to be an 85-win team making it to the World Series in back-to-back -back years. I think that'll be an anomaly soon, perhaps even this year. We don't know what's going to happen. So um, I think the other thing that he needs to correct before his tenure is done is, you know, where are the Oakland A's playing? Where are they going to play? Are they going to Salt Lake City? Are they going to Vegas? Are they staying in Oakland? They don't know. The fans don't know. And the big thing that drives up money in baseball is the fans. And Oakland, I think, deserves to like, have this, you know, the team there. But there's a lot more to it than just baseball because I think – the A's ownership, while they are, I do believe they are bad. I think they've been villainized a little bit too much because there's so much more to it than just baseball and then 
just building a new stadium. There is so much politics that are involved with everything in it. And from everything I've done research wise is that the city just won't cave it anything that the league or the team themselves offers. So um, hopefully by 2029, they have that corrected. Um, I assume they will be. Um, But yeah, I still think his tenure will be remembered. Not super positive, but it'll kind of be like a neutral stance. I agree. I I think he's done some good things, but my first reaction to that is stuck on the Astros and the what he did and how he handled it and how blasé Manfred was when the, people keep bringing it up and he's like, oh, I probably do it differently now. Ugh. Uh, Alonzo, <laughs> I think um, he still has a few years, but Cody brought up a, a great point. There's it's a long season. Baseball is different than NFL, but baseball was supposed to be America's pastime. The NFL is just, it owns America. It owns sports. And I think Manfred is also going to be remembered for kind of blowing the chances that he had to promote the game, to promote star players. It's like they were stuck in the past, kind of like the Pac-12. Oh, sorry. Different show. Different show. Um, (laughs) What do you think? Am I wrong? Am I totally off base? I have to recuse myself from the Pac-12 commentary (laughs) because of my daytime employer, so I apologize. Uh, By the way, for those of you asking where Juan is, uh, he is on assignment. He is not incommunicado or excommunicated or any of that. He's just just not here. Um, You know, Rob Manfred will be looked upon very interestingly. And the reason I say that is to some of Cody's points, what it boils down to with the Astros thing, he was afraid of the players union. That's just what it was, is what it is. And he was working with what he had. And, and the Yankee letter will come up at some point. You know, if you don't know about that situation, definitely read about that. Apparently they were doing something similar just earlier. Um, And, I do think it'll be checkered, but I do think there's some positives. Like I, I do think he's cognizant of, of not promoting certain players the way that like other sports do, like the NFL, the NBA. I think one thing that's going to help that is something that he's kind of talked about this year is having a deadline for free agency, because I think we can all agree that free agency is dragging out. I mean, for Christ's sake, Joe, Cody Bellinger hasn't, hasn't signed yet. Um, you know, so so the, and there's still some other kind of high profile free agents that are still out there, and uh, so there's two that are you know who's their agent, right? And and Scott <laughs> Boris effect is a part of it too, right? But the thing is, is like in football, in football, something like that really wouldn't ever happen, right? You you wouldn't ever really see a free agent that's a high profile free agent that's a high priced free agent, you know, that's an elite free agent, you know, all these kind of buzzwords wouldn't be lingering around, right? And so, so that's kind of where the difference between the two is. And the other part, too, is they, they haven't really capitalized on social media like these other sports have, the NFL, the NBA. And I think there's room there for improvement. And I think they're recognizing that and they're cognizant of it. And, and they're trying to kind of get up to speed. And I think and I do think Otani is going to help with that because of the amount of eyeballs. Uh, and I should say Otani with the Dodgers is going to help with that because of the amount of eyeballs that the game is going to have on it now. Um, but but I think the one thing that I think is going to, in my opinion, put it over the hump with kind of where he ends up kind of in the history of the game is what does happen with the A's. Because now that, that went from, hey, this is resolved. We figured it out. Yeah, there's all this political stuff that we have to work through. We found a home. Now apparently we don't have a home. And now we got to work through that. And And I'm not even saying that because I live in Salt Lake City and work here. You know, I know they would embrace that team here. I've heard quite a bit that in Vegas, they just don't want them. They don't want the A's. And so so if anyone's in Comunicado here, it's the Oakland A's. Apparently no one wants them except here in Salt Lake City, which that's ironic. Go ahead. Uh, I just got to, because you're right there with Mr. Seabad commented, breaking news, the Oakland A's will be moving to Bakersfield because they have (laughs) nowhere else to go. Just like my loser cousin who's sleeping on my couch for months after his divorce. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's tough. Tell us how you feel. Yeah. I think that's the comment right there. It is. 
Maybe we should all. Can we put her on? I want to hear about that. We'll yeah. do a love Get line. that divorced guy some merch, dude. Maybe. maybe we'll... No. Someone's bleeding out there. Yeah. Send us your Venmo, and we'll send you those thirty-six dollars I talked about earlier. <laughs> I love um, that. Uh, our fam, a lot of the fans. So I believe those fam right away. Their comments are Manfred sucks. There's there's quite a few of those. <laughs> as soon as we brought up Ram, Ram Manfred, but I'm glad that we're keeping it. You know, uh, we're being open minded because my first reaction is, of course, the Astros. Jason, yay or nay on the legacy of Rob Manfred? I I feel like he's checkered, just like Alonzo said. Thank you for um, being uh, enlightening. I should say. What do you think, Jason? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm pretty indifferent with commissioners. I mean, what do you have to compare it to? I mean, how many commissioners have we had in the history of baseball, right? I mean, what did Bud Selig do grade or not? I don't know what the grade is, right? We can sit here and hate on the guy. Oh, um, man, can I play devil's but, advocate? But what sure, about please. The no, please. sports? So how, when you look back, in, I mean, because in our lifetime, it's been Bud Selig and Rob, well, in Cody's lifetime, too. It's been Rob Manfred and yeah. Bud Selig, right? Where would you put Bud Selig in comparison to these other kind of commissioners, if you will? Yeah. So here's the problem I have, though, with with compare different eras. We live in a very different world. And I'd argue that Rob Manfred has lived in some of the more chaotic and and, and big. He is the, the, the social media commissioner. Right. Um, very much like we've talked about other presidents and leaders that they're the, you know, when, when the errors that they've come in, right. It's very different. And so um, I think Rob Manfred will be known for the biggest changes that baseball has ever seen quite, quite frankly, arguably in its history happened under Rob Manfred. Now, I don't know if he deserves the credit or the criticism because I'd argue those changes would have happened with any other commissioner. So I don't think Rob Manfred walked into a boardroom and said, hey, everybody, we should put a pitch clock. That didn't come from him. He's not that smart. Okay, so it's, I mean, it's just, I just don't think it's, it's, it happened in a vacuum with one guy walking in and, and saying, I want all these changes. It's the pressure of society and sports and where we are and the media and the dollars behind it that then puts the pressure on these people to have to make decisions. So I'd argue to answer your question, but Selig never had to face these issues and these problems. I would say he probably had an easier time, an easier era, uh, I would say, of running any sports um, uh, entity or organization like that in the 80s or in the 70s or the 90s. Uh, I think everything is just that much harder in the last 10, 20 years. Um, you know, it's everyone's in the know about everything. Everyone's got an opinion. So when you're trying to run a business or a team or an entire league, uh, you know, you, it's, everything's moving fast. And so, yeah, the Astros was not handled great. I'd say that that's a, that's something that I would I would critique him or um, for because that that really is something he put his his stamp on and he could have done something unilaterally if he wanted. But I think he was afraid of the unions, like you said. Um, a lot of changes have happened, some good, some not so great. I, I, I don't know. Um, what I'd like to see in the future, I'd like to see people that actually were involved in the sport, either as a player or a manager, be commissioners of these leagues. Um, okay. You know, And so when you've got people like Condoleezza Rice at one point that was saying, well, I would love to be the NFL commissioner. Eh, why? <laughs> what makes you qualify to run the NFL? You, you, were, you were in politics. Right. And so and so we're that's what I'd like to see in all of these leagues, not just in baseball. I'd like to see folks like um, I don't know. I'd love to see people put it on the comments. Who would you love to see as a commissioner of baseball in five years? Right. Should it have been someone like a Joe Torrey? You know, even though he's getting kind of older now, should it have been someone like that at some point that's played the game been part of the game and not some business person they got grabbed out of somewhere making 40, 50 million dollars a year, perhaps the greatest CEO job in our country. People forget these people make a tremendous amount of money to be commissioner. So I don't know where I'd rank him, but he's, you have, he's had a tough job in the era that he's managing these, this league. I, yeah, I, I think I would like to thank you all my co-hosts for enlightening me because mine was just negative, negative boo Manfred, but you <laughs> all have brought up some good points and I will always admit when I'm wrong. Pete Rose for commission. That, that actually, he would he would legalize D-Gen gambling so quick. And what are the odds? Go. What are the odds for Pete Rose being commissioner? Yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> well, and Alicia, we also the one positive that I that I was going to mention, and then and then we 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 went sideways a little bit. He's helped the World Baseball Classic quite a bit. Like he's helped the growth of that, and that's been a 
that's a huge dub on on his end. You know, if if you look at it, you know, there's like I'm sure someone's going to sit here and say I'm a Rob Manfred homer. I'm actually not. I don't like the dude as a commissioner at all. I'm not a fan of most of these sports commissioners because like like the boatman said, these dudes make like 40, 50 million dollars a year. Fuck off. Like you don't need to make that much as a CEO of a commissioner of a league. But I digress. Like, like they made like he he basically had a hundred million dollars in benefits that benefited something like sixty three countries or something like that. For a tournament that a lot of people look at as not as a, as big of a tournament as as we think it is or we think it should be, that's huge. And you had half of Japan just tuning in just to watch Shohei. So I mean, those sorts of things, it, it, you know, it's putting eyes on a product and growing in other ways, which baseball desperately needs. And he's done great. That again, there's a lot of things that he hasn't done well, but some of them were kind of out of his control. But this is something that's within his control, and I think he's doing a hell of a job with it. Okay, okay. She's beat me when I'm beat. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep you positive, Alicia. No, I, I love the positivity. Thank you, Alonzo. Uh, I love it. It's coming in hard from our Bleed Lows fam. A lot of he sucks, but Roy says he approves of Manfred. And I do want to bring up loaded baseballs. We forgot about that. Was that ever proven? The loaded baseballs? That was under the Manfred era. <laughs> Remember the humidor? Well, humidor. I know the humidor. The humidor, that's right. <laughs> you know what? I guess my my bad is that I was comparing him as a commissioner of sports, not just baseball. And I kind of resent how the NFL has just taken over. Um, when you know, and I love sports. It's my language of love with my family, but baseball is my heart, right? It's it's like my romantic relationship is baseball. So I think I take it too personally that I feel like baseball should be bigger and baseball should be better. And someone here brought up the minor league system, and that needs to be upgraded. These guys, because it's hurting the game too. You know, I mean, we could get into. Um, I don't want to say politics, but like culturally, financially, what the minor league guys go through before they could even come to major league, all of that I think should be addressed. But that's another show. We could do that another time. We're running out of time here. I do want to say a couple of hellos to Adrian Rodriguez from Pico Rivera. Welcome to the Bleed Los podcast. Good to have you. Please join us again. We do this every week. And Gus, he gave us a what's up, foo. You know I love the what's up, foo. Thank you, Gus, for joining us. Mad Lad, um, I loved his comment about the Canadians actually believed they were going to get Otani. Dang, I love it. A little feisty. And one last one. I was corrected. Mr. Seabad is bringing in the heat tonight. Mr. Seabad corrected me. Linda Alvarado is a co-owner of the Colorado Rockies. Shout out another Hispanic and uh, a woman. So double the thumbs up. Thank you, Mr. Siba, for correcting me. Again, I will admit when I'm wrong, I just get kind of passionate and crazy about things. Sue me. No, I'm just kidding. Don't sue me. We're in California. Um, Roy Estrada says Las Vegas wants an expansion team. Uh, thank you for the load of baseballs comment. Pablo XH34, Sandra. Yeah, a lot of Astros. I think Dodger fans just really, we don't want to forgive him because I feel like he wasn't serious, Manfred, about apologizing for the mistakes he made. It was kind of, to me, kind of like, eh, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? Because he's a billionaire and he's pulling the strings. So I just heard that I, I hurt inside for Kershaw. 2017 really affected Kershaw. Got Dodgers fired. Families were affected. So I don't take it lightly. Um, and I'm not drinking. I'm not angry. This is coconut water. Okay. Um, uh, Danny Cortez says, Alicia, I'm right there with you. Baseball is my heart. I know that's why we're all here. We love our Bleed Lost fam. Um, I think we're going to run out of time soon. You guys want to, any last comments? Uh, you guys want to bring up any comments you've seen? Any shout outs? What, what can we look forward to in these next days? Oh, I got one for you guys. Anybody here? Are you going to spring training? Are you going to Korea? Anything any plans have they changed? Uh, no, unfortunately, I have to be a responsible adult, so I will not be attending either. Responsible? What are you trying to say about those of us who go to spring training? Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, see. <laughs> okay, Cody, you are you going to be able to make it to spring to Arizona? I know you're over there on the East Coast. So I will be going to spring training, but I'll be going to Florida um, this year. 
Um, so maybe I'll see. I know I'm going to head down to the Tampa Bay Rays camp. So maybe I'll see uh, former Dodger Ryan Pepio or Johnny DeLuca over there. So um, that, that's what I'll be looking out for. Very cool. Get get a little sunshine, right? Because it's really cold where you are, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna get get down to Florida, get to that you know eighty degree weather in March, and then we'll we'll be fine. I like it. Don't get burned. Got protect yourself. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll know with you, Cody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll know. <laughs> Jason, you you gonna uh, check out any spring training? I am actually. I'll be out there the first weekend of March. Uh, I think we're watching a Friday night's game, March first, and then uh, Sunday morning we'll be there for those two games. Um, yeah, I haven't been to spring training in, in years, so I'm excited about that. So that'll, that'll that'll be fun. You picked a good time. It won't be busy at all. It'll be a, the 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 right time. <laughs> I'm sure. What? I'm sure. <laughs> Baby face. When are you going to spring training? I know you're going. I uh, should be there a week from today. So next week I should be over there. Very cool. Uh, how about you? Anybody out here in the bleed loaf world? Are you guys going to spring training? If you're out there and you send us a picture of yourselves at spring training, send it to us and we'll try to get it up here on one of our lives, shouting out our bleed loaf fan that made it to spring training. Sound like a deal? Let us know. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on the Twitter X, X Twitter. I still call it Twitter. You guys, did you adopt the X already? No, <laughs> it's Twitter. Twitter. It's, it, will, it is Twitter. It will always be Twitter. I, go back and forth. Yeah. I know, right? Like <laughs> when you send someone a tweet, now what do you call it now? I yeah, send them an X. X I, think it's a, I think it's a Zeet. <laughs> a Zeet? Yeah, I think that's what they wrote on their page. It's called a Oh, Zeet. that is stupid. When I yeah. type it in on Google, it still is Twitter. Yep, so, same. So, think, so. As far as I'm concerned, I'm con as far as I'm concerned, I'm tweeting you. I am not xing you. I'm not whatever that bullshit was that you just said, Boatman, uh, because that's not a thing. No, that wasn't me. Roger said Zeet or Zoot. Oh, sorry, or Roger. Zoot. Sorry. Uh, uh, whatever that horseshit was, I'm, it's I'm, I'm tweeting you. That's yeah. what it is. It's I'm a retweeting this. I'm liking that tweet. I'm tweeting you. It's Twitter for Dodger fans. It's X for Angel fans. So let's just make sure we get that right. Hey, you couldn't resist, Jason. You couldn't resist. Anytime. <laughs> Before we go, Alicia. Oh, go ahead. Well, before we go, okay. I, I shared with 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 Cody earlier. So, I saw this. Dodgers uh, posted this today. He's alive. So we know he exists. <laughs> oh, he is. You know, Manny Wait, Margot. Hold up. Hold Manny, up. Manny Margot is officially a Dodger, and I just wanted to get your opinion. Do you guys actually think he's going to stick with the team, or you think uh, he'll be gone by opening day? I so bought World one. Series tickets the moment I heard they signed that guy. Okay. <laughs> So number oh, one, I don't. I didn't have my glasses on, but that shit looked pretty photoshopped. I don't think that was. Me. In this world of no, AI, I'm like, real. Everything is real. Everything is Manny Margot. He's in camp. He's he's playing some outfield. But there's there's been a lot of rumors that he's they're trying to trade him. I mean, so. listen. I think if the, I mean, it obviously, has to make sense, right? And it would make all the sense in the world that they got a depth piece. I've said that, so why not? Okay, I'm happy y'all are excited. Uh <laughs> but thank you for showing up to spring training on time, Manny. I appreciate you. Considering apparently you're real, so my apologies to you, but thanks for showing up. We got some last comments here. Denny Cortez says, let's start a movement to restore the Zen Garden for Otani and Yamamoto. I like that idea. If for all of you, all of you, if we have any uh, listeners, watchers here that have not been to Dodger Stadium, the gardens at Dodger Stadium are epic. They are above level. They are famous. Shout out to the crews there. Um, oh, I'm so bad with my ADHD brain, but uh, we, we will definitely get his name. Um, the leader of these uh, garden warriors out there. I like it, Denny. Keep it coming. Dennis Gonzalez says, keep an eye on Rosarena Canelo. That's for you. So look out for <laughs> and then Mr. Seabad, <laughs> he says, fabulous show. Thank you, Mr. Seabad. If you see some idiot walking around in Camelback wearing a pink Floyd T-shirt, drinking cut water, that's me. So you're on assignment, baby face. You got to look for the cut water drinking pink Floyd T-shirt. And that's Mr. Seabad. Mr. Seabad also said he's going to get an autograph from Manny. I doubt anybody else will. The only way I'll believe that that autograph is real, you have to hold up a piece of paper with the date and, <laughs> and him signing that piece of paper for me to believe that that shit's real. You wanted to walk around with a newspaper? Do they even sell them anymore in Arizona? No, 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 a piece of paper where he fills out the day's date. Yeah. <laughs> like a hostage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
like those AMAs on, on Reddit. Like that's the only way I'm going to believe it. Well, the front of your phone has the date. Could he have someone take a picture with the date with that? Am I being too technical? Is I need that... proof. I need proof. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I just need proof. Cause I, I'm still convinced that image that Roger showed up is AI. <laughs> oh, wow. Philip Lopez coming in dark. Has Barnes been traded yet? Ooh, do mm. we want to end on that note? Can we no. close that? <laughs> no. Oh, hey. No, we, we can end on that. I'd be stroking. Thank you for kicking into the Bleed Lows podcast fund. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? Is this <laughs> oh, you haven't been on one. This dude has the best name on the internet. What up, Rogers, fam? I'd be stroking. I'd, is that bad? <laughs> it's it's Alicia. It's, it's one of the it's one of the greatest, bro. I hope no one tries to buy that from you, and if they do, I hope you get compensated handsomely. That's an incredible screen name. Keep it. Okay, but are you gonna? Can you explain to me off air why? I can. Yes, we. Okay. That's not a family show. Family show. Family. I'm show. sorry. I'm gonna stick oh, around God. for that explanation after the show. By the way, I'm gonna be very curious. For my popcorn here. We'll have to. Well. It, We'll talk about it off air. Okay, I'm I'm nervous now. Uh, you should be. Oh, well, I, I appreciate. Don't the Google it. Don't Google it. Whatever you do, do not. Don't Google cheat. It. Yeah. Don't cheat. Don't Google. I won't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait. We're gonna say goodbye. Any last. Um, any last goodbyes for anybody out here that joined us tonight? Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, to our Bleedlos fam, Alonso. Jason, Cody, thank you for hanging out with me this evening. Always fun. Keeping the excitement going. Keeping the Otani and Yamamoto love going. Um, any last comments before we say goodbye? Nothing. Yeah. No. Just thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. And also, uh, Tyler Glassnow. Shout out to Tyler Glassnow. You'll understand in a couple months why I said that. <laughs> All right. I like predictions. We'll take it. Maybe we should start a drinking game during the Bleed Loss podcast. How about that? Probably where Alicia's going with the show. <laughs> and, and, then maybe we, and then maybe we can get an alcohol sponsor where they can pay us to play pay drinking games. Hey. I'm that explanation will be a lot more fun after the drinking game. It will, because it's about to get super. We're about to have an HR problem, and that fucking sucks. <laughs> Dang it. Dang Roger, it. This is where you got to leave, Roger. He's like, la, 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 la. All right, you guys. Everybody stay warm. Stay safe. Uh, be cool. Represent the Dodger fam. Represent Bleed Los. Uh, we'll see you next time in the carne asada. Everybody, peace. Good night. Good night. And this episode was brought to you by Bet Online. Good night, everybody. Oh, a cute. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.